Hey, Jay, the rain are going to rain, right? The rain have been raining all season, my guy. Yeah, they're raining on the goals parade. We'll talk about that right now. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I, I mean, this is Locked On Ducks, so just going to talk through this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Goals. Even though it says Locked On Ducks, Locked On Goals is under the umbrella of Locked On Ducks, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering minor league hockey for over a decade. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And I'm not alone today. I'm joined by a very special guest who covers the Ontario Reign. It is Jay Forster, who covers the Reign for Field Pass Hockey. Jay, how's it going, buddy? It is going well. The Reign are winning. The Kings are winning. It's it, The Blue Jackets are winning. It's all coming up, Jay, right now. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty fun weekend series that we had last weekend. The goals in rain had a home and home first part in San Diego, second part against Sotero. We have a lot to talk about those two games, don't we? Yeah, lots lots happened in those games. Uh, mostly for the rain, but I thought that the goals looked the goals looked pretty good. Uh, they have not looked good all of the times that they've played the rain this season, but this was a pretty pretty solid weekend for them, and it's a shame that they couldn't get uh, couldn't get at least a point out of either of those games. I will say for the audience, I thought this was one of the better weekends that the goals had. I thought they played great on Saturday. They still played good on Sunday. Honestly, I thought they were going to get at least one point out of either of those games. Saturday, maybe not. Sunday, I thought they had a chance to get a point on Sunday. Just nothing came through. So let's talk about those two games. Saturday's game took place in San Diego. That was a lot of fun for the rain because you know who scored to open the game again for the rain <laughs> Some guy. could it be my favorite rain yeah, yeah Mar- martin firk uh, mr 109 miles per hour martin firk got things going another blast his 23rd of the season he wasn't done he did it again at the end of the second period and that was a defensive breakdown by the san diego goals well talk about martin firk for a hot second Martin Firk is, uh, I don't know how, and this is a conversation that I've had with Sarah Avamato of, of Lockdown Kings, I don't know how Martin Firk is still in the AHL. It it baffles me. Like, I love that I get to cover him. I have such a good time watching him play for the rain, but I don't I don't understand how how he continues to, to play in the AHL. I don't know why the Kings haven't haven't called him up, you know? I mean, there's there's... So much to say about his game. You know, you've mentioned the 109 mile an hour slap shot, which, by the way, has beaten every NHLer hardest shot competition. And uh, you know, he's a threat on the power play. That top line of uh, Martin Firk, Jared Anderson, Dolan, and TJ Tynan, which I'm sure we're going to talk about them as a collective in a little bit, is mm-hmm. just it's money. It is money in the bank for the rain. They are the reason that this team is succeeding. They've had good goaltending for the most part, but Martin Firk is a huge, huge part of this team's success. He is a beast, I'll tell you what. Um, Later on in that game, the goals did kind of come back a little bit. You had goals from Brent Gates Jr., who I will talk about in a little bit, and 
part of the Maple Brothers, Trevor Carrick. And by the way, I will give props to Trevor Carrick. He became an uncle again last weekend. Oh, good for him. Yeah, his brother Sam Carrick gave birth to his second child. So, hey, that that that's kind of a neat little thing. So good for him. Good for the Carricks. Yeah, a new an uncle goal. You know that you get dad goals all the time, but that was a good uncle goal. You don't hear uncle goals too much, do you? No. <laughs> yeah, and and poor Luca Dostal. He just got beat badly on that power play goal by TJ Tynan, his ninth of the season. Tynan has been an absolute beast, but usually he's not the one scoring goals, is he? No, TJ Tynan has, uh, I looked this up and then forgot, I think TJ Tynan has almost 50 assists Mm -hmm. this season, which seems excessive, frankly, Um, but yeah, he's... He's been unreal. He's another one that he should be on the Kings. He absolutely should be on the Kings. I've been thinking about this recently, and I don't understand why the Kings haven't just transplanted that top line and put them onto the LA Kings. You know, because well, the LA two, Kings two reasons stinks, for that. But two reasons I mean, for that. Um, they're a little undersized. That's part of it. And the other, and the other reason being, is they are a little bit older, and the Kings are trying to skew younger in general and they're trying to skew a little bit faster not saying that tynan firk or anderson dolan are not fast i think they're plenty fast and i look at the king's power play it's not been good this season remember that one game martin firk was up with the kings and what did firk do he scored a power play goal yeah imagine that like Turns out if you put yeah. good players on the power play, the Kings power play bothers me a lot. I, I ranted about this in an episode of Logs on Kings last week. But um, to to just kind of talk about Tynan specifically, mm-hmm. he's the engine that runs that top line. He runs the power yes, play. Uh, everything, ev- basically every offensive thing on the rain runs through TJ Tynan. They yep, have he, scored. He... Let me look this up real quick. While you look this up, I will point out that on that game, TJ Tynan figured for three of those goals, and so did Martin Firk. In fact, the Martin Firk first goal, Tynan assisted. Firk's second goal, Tynan assisted. TJ Tynan's goal, Martin Firk assisted on the power play because Martin Firk was left wide open, and instead of electing a shoot, he's like, no, I'm going to fake out, pass it to Jordan Spence, and then he got it right to TJ Tynan right in that high slot area, which I thought was a brilliant goal. Oh, yeah, and Jared Anderson Dolan, he also scored in there as well, his 18th of the season. I don't want to discount J.A.D. at all because he's been terrific as well. But, man, that top line accounted it's, for yeah. every goal. Yep, they do sir. that. They 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 sure do do that. Okay, so I looked it up. T.J. Tannen has 48 assists on the season so far. The Ontario <laughs> Reign have 174 goals on the season so far. So he's assisted on almost a third of the total goals that the team has scored this season. That's sick. That is sick. Just that's an absurd bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And end of that Saturday game, it was 43 final for the Ontario Reign in San Diego. Uh, one more thing I want to point out for this particular game. We had a little bit of a brouhaha in the third period that I want to talk about just for a hot minute that featured Austin Wagner and Nicholas Bruyard. Wagner went after Nicholas Bruyard on this game and kind of got the rain going in that third period. I mean, Wags was that beast on that game that started instigating, and he did get an instigating penalty on that one. 
But man, he just went after Bruyard. But in the end, it helped the rain because it gave him that energy. And look what happened after that fight. TJ Tynan scored in the power play. So Wags did his job, I guess. I guess I am I am reluctant to give any kind of credit to fighting in this game. This is a, this is a debate that we can have another time, but but yeah, in the, this it, case it, it, the power play the power play just keeps on doing that. Like if you're going to put your team on the power play, then chances are it's doing good things for the for the team because they can't seem to stop scoring when they have the man advantage. Oh, absolutely. So the reason I brought up the Wags Brewyard Bruja is because Wags did miss the following game. And Bruyard, he he was not in the best. I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later as far as why Bruyard was off his game. And I think that was part of it. But we got to head to a break really quick. So, Jay, if you don't mind, we'll talk about Ben Online really quick. Let me let's, uh, let's do it. Yep. So, I mean, football's over. I mean, sorry, American football's over. We still have actual football. Real football, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have the odds on that as well. They have the latest sure odds, totals, and props on real football. But you also have basketball in full steam. And starting next week is March Madness in College Hoops. Gotta love it. BetOnline.net is your source for all the football, all the basketball, hockey, all the latest lines and odds. And basically, it's probably one of the best online betting sites out there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. And you know what? It's the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And what should they do, Jay? Oh, they should gamble responsibly, Jason. They should gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is part of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm J.D. Hernandez, and I'm joined by Jay Forster from Locked On Blue Jackets, but also covers the Ontario Reign. Jay, how's it going, bud? It's good. It's good. It is always fun when you cover a winning team. So Now we get to talk about the game that we really, really wanted to talk about, and this was the game that took place Sunday, February 20th. At Toyota Arena, yours truly was there, so I have a bit to expound on that one. But I'll let you start on this game, uh, Rain and the Goals. This was a special day for the Ontario Rain, wasn't it? Yeah, so this was, uh, they celebrated uh, longtime captain Brett Sutter, part of the Sutter family dynasty that just seems to show up everywhere in hockey. Uh, he has <laughs> played his 1,000th professional hockey game and so they uh they did a ceremony and it was all very nice and good and uh it clearly meant a lot to him and it clearly meant a lot to the team he's been with the team for a very very long time i suspect he'll retire before he leaves the team so uh just that was a really nice a really nice way to start the game and i'm glad that the rain managed to get him the win on uh what was probably a very emotional night Spoilers. Um, so <laughs> you you probably saw the they they've video. seen the game. They know what happened. Yeah, they know. So there was a tribute video that played in the arena for Brett Sutter. What 
what about that tribute video surprised you and who were you happy to see in that video because i have my answer might be the same as yours but who were you happy to see in that tribute video oh man that's a that is a question i mm-hmm. i just really like the the video in general um i don't necessarily have any favorites but it's just it's always really nice when something like this happens and you're like oh hey I didn't expect that guy to show up or I didn't expect that guy to show up. So it's nice to see the like the the friendships that you don't necessarily think about, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, I have an answer for this and this is me being there. I loved seeing Coach Mike Stuthers on that video. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, first off, two 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 takeaways. One Stutz has the Ducks logos behind him because he's an assistant for the Ducks right now. But even though he's in that organization, he still took the time out to have a long tribute video for the longtime captain because those two battled for a while. And Sutter has been a part of this Rain organization for a long time. I did love the little jab that Stutz put on Brett Sutter saying, you're going to have to wear these Crocs now because you're those tired old feet now. Which I thought was kind of funny. Yes, that and was that just, was a highlight. Just, just as a background, Stuthers got the biggest applause in the crowd when they showed him on the video because he is still beloved, even though he's coaching the Ducks. He is still very beloved in Ontario, and he's beloved in San Diego too. Like both fan bases love having Mike Stuthers on right now. So I know the relationship between Stutz and Sutter has been one of respect it's been one built on trust and you could tell that it meant a lot to Stutz to have that long video for Brett Sutter so I thought that was a really cool moment and I'm glad he got the biggest applause in the arena for that yeah you can always tell who who has a good relationship with the fans and who has a good relationship with the team you know to go and play for a rival and come back and the fans still love you so yeah that was that was really great i enjoyed that oh i absolutely i also enjoyed seeing that the king's organization gave his three kids little silver sticks (laughs) yes extremely important (laughs) oh it's very important it is important content by the way it is okay i I feel like i feel like my my important comment came off as like snarky and it wasn't i genuinely think that it's extremely important for when the kids get tiny versions of what their parents have oh i mean i agree i also want to point out one other thing that i noticed pre-game i mean there was a lot of scouts there there was a lot of higher ups there you know who was there that day who was there New Ducks general manager Pat Verbeek. Hmm. Mm. He was there during that game. This, I'm bringing this up for reasons, folks. Pat Verbeek, just, you know, just going to say this out there. One of the nicest guys. Super nice. And it just feels refreshing to have Pat Verbeek around the team right now. He wants to be involved. And he wants to see what this goals team was up to on both Saturday and Sunday. And you know what he saw on Sunday? He he saw a damn good game. And you know who had a really good game for San Diego? Uh, I'm going to guess Mr. Drew, uh, Hunter Drew. Yeah, Hunter Drew. I was going to say Drew Hunter there because that's how <laughs> that name should go in my head. But 
No, he was all over the place on this game. I, I would say he had his hands prints all three periods. Yep. I've been a proponent of Hunter Drew getting called up at some point. At some point, he should get called up. And it wasn't him that got called up this week. It was Brendan Gooley that got called up, who I also thought had a good game. But in the first period, the goals got things started. Brent Gates Jr. from the top of the slot. I can't believe the rain left Brent Gates Jr. that open in the first period. The defense was almost non-existent for much of that game. Even though shots were 9-5, to both teams kind of were feeling each other out, not playing offense, just kind of like, okay, we're just going to get in the zone, dump it in. Okay, they're going to get it. We're going to get it, put it in the zone, dump it in. There wasn't a whole lot in that first period. It was kind of boring. And I was there. I was like, ah, do something. Freaking do something. So you know who did something? The Ontario Reign. They did everything in that second period. Tyler Madden scored. Cameron Gaunt scored. Gabe Velarde scored. Then Gabe Velarde scored again in the power play. And by the way, all of this on Ole Eriksson Ek, who I thought shouldn't have started this game. Just going to put it out there. Eriksson Ek could have looked better in this game. I don't, I'm sure you have thoughts on on the rain goals. All the goals in that second period. It was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, they clearly, I think they they got a bit of a shock kind of coming out of the first period down a goal. And then they were like, well, we should probably fix this. And then they did fix that. Uh, a, a little a little fun, fun fact. Uh, Cameron Gaunt scored his third goal of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. And on the same night, his brother, Brendan, who is currently with the Blue Jackets organization, also scored his third goal of the season. Get out of here. <laughs> Which is, yeah, he's, he's up with the, the Blue Jackets at the minute. Uh, he scored. They scored on the the same night. It was uh, extremely good and fun. So there's a little a little weird brother stat for you. That is a bizarre stat. I I kind of love that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely good. But uh, yeah, lots lots happening in that second period for yeah. for both teams. Honestly, it was it was a. I feel like the Saturday game was kind of a. It was all rain and then the goals didn't really manage to claw back into it until the very end yeah this one it was well i'll i'll have the lead and then you take the lead and then i'll take the lead back and then you take the lead back uh so it was it was one nothing goals and then it was one one then it was two one goals then it was two two then it was three two rain then it was three three and finally gave vladi uh scored on the power play to make it four three and then the third period, I guess, just didn't happen. No, but, no, no, yeah, no, very, no, no. Okay, no. I, I will talk about the third period a lot because I had a lot of thoughts on this game in general because I was, you know, I was going a little bit crazy trying to keep track of all these goals that both teams were having. My first thought was Hunter Drew's everywhere. He's a beast. My second thought was Gabe Velarde is also everywhere in this game. I think this might have been one of Gabriel Velarde's best games of the season to be quite honest, because he was getting in the right spots. He was parking himself right in that corner where he should have been the whole time. I don't know if you want to agree with me on that, but Velarde, I thought, his best game. Do you agree with that? Yeah, Velarde Velarde had a really good weekend, honestly. He wasn't as noticeable on the Saturday, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Didn't Didn't get on the score sheet, but... 
just re really, really liking what I'm seeing from Velardi, Velardi at the minute. Uh, this is, again, something that I've talked about with Sarah uh, from Locked on Kings a lot, is what does this kid have to do to find his way back into the NHL conversation? And from where, it, from where I'm standing, it looks like he's doing everything right. You know, he's even when he's not scoring and, uh, you know, you know, as, as well as I do that in the AHL, sometimes what matters the most is how you play away from the puck. And he's doing he's doing all the right things. He was he was a lot of fun to watch this week. I want to I want to focus on his his second goal, actually, because that was the one that got Ole Eriksson Ek out of the out of the game. And this speaks to the rain power play again where you had TJ Tynan right in that face-off area, and he had a shot. I thought TJ Tynan could have taken a shot right there, but he found Gabe Velarde. And this is partially Velarde being at the right place. He parked himself right in the high slot. He was in the high slot area and had a good look at it, and the goals just kind of left let him be. So maybe this is partially TJ Tynan's, I, I guess... Because he's starting to score more, the goals are zeroing in on Tynan a little bit more. So they began to double-team him at that point, which I thought wasn't the right decision because left Velarde wide open. So I don't know if this is more people are zeroing in on Tynan or Velarde stepping up more. I think probably a little bit of both. I do think that, yeah, when you, when you have a player like TJ Tynan on the ice, then you want to make sure that he's limited in what he can do. Uh, that doesn't seem to really stop him much because he can basically make a pass with three guys around him. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just a really, a really nice play from him. And yeah, honestly, I would say probably 50% or more of goal scoring is being in the right place at the right time. You know, that's mm -hmm. a true goal scorer is not necessarily the one who's doing all of the flashy breakaway Connor McDavid skating around four guys type goal you know a lot of good goal scorers are just the ones that are in the right place at the right time and Gabe Velarde clearly knows where to be when TJ Tynan has the puck and he's like yeah I'm just gonna hang out here um I think also it shouldn't be uh understated how much Jordan Spence had an impact on that game and on that goal specifically uh, he's been yep. a favorite of mine to watch this season and he i think had a really good game and obviously he assisted on that that game winner as well yep Un underrated by the way jordan spence is underrated on this rain team 100 percent. he's leading yeah. all rookie defensemen at the minute in mm -hmm. points um jay we're gonna stick around for one more segment but can i have you read your trivia question before we head to break you certainly can let me pull it up Yep. This will be one to think about during the break, folks. So yeah. you might want to stick around for the third segment. So just for, for a little bit of context, on uh, fieldpasshockey.com, where I do uh, where I write about the rain, I do game recaps or weekend recaps, and I've started putting a little stat corner in where I talk about, you know, power play and what the stats look like, or the goaltending, or like how many assists TJ Tynan is on pace for, because it's a bajillion. Uh, and so this week, I thought I would have a little bit of fun with it. So uh, I decided to ask this question. How many games this season have all three of TJ Tynan, Anderson Dolan, and Martin Furk recorded at least one point? And for a bonus point, what is the team's record when all three get on the score sheet? Ooh. 
We'll talk about that and we'll give you the answer on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm JD Hernandez, and that is Jay Forster. Yo. Ah, uh, you're going to do it too? Gosh, dang it. <laughs> Both you and Sarah are doing the same thing, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> do not apologize. All right, so the trivia question, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. I want to bring it back to the goals because I want to talk about Hunter Drew for a hot minute because I thought he was the best goals player by far that afternoon. He had the assist on the Gates goal. He scored once against a, a pretty decent goalie in Matt Volalta, and then he scored again to tie the game. And that particular goal was a big one for the San Diego goals because I thought Hunter Drew's shot from about the top of the slot or the middle of the slot, rather. First off, I can't believe the rain left him open. <laughs> like, well, you you expect a defenseman to score like that, but Hunter Drew's got a good shot, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. The the rain, and this is something that I've kind of been thinking about the past couple of past couple of weeks. The rain are doing this thing where they are just like it doesn't matter. We're just going to outscore all of our problems, and so you know the the rain is not the best defensive team by any stretch of the imagination, but they no. do tend to score outscore most of their problems. So I guess they were like, oh, it's fine. If he scores, then we'll just score another one. Um, also yeah, notable he... for for Hunter Drew is he had a three point night. And he was also a plus three on the game, which is notable because the rain scored three even strength goals and he was not on the ice for any of them. Thank you for saying that so much. I was going to be the one to point it out, but thank you for pointing that out. Hunter Drew, I think, is a terrific defenseman. He was one of the more defensively responsible players the entire night. And when he was out there, he was giving the rain fits, which is why we saw Hunter Drew a lot more in the third period. You see where I talk about third period? Ha! Huh? Um, he became much more responsible and stopped the entire run from scoring. But another thing happened. Luca Dostal came in the game. Ah, why am I bringing that up? Ole Eriksson didn't have a good start. As soon as Dostal came in the game, he stopped every shot. He stopped the Ontario, and there were some good shots that Ontario was putting up in that third period. And I know that third period, he said nothing happened. No, a lot happened in that the goals just put up shot after shot after shot. I mean, a lot of them did not get through. In fact, San Diego only had four shots, but there was maybe 20 shot attempts. And maybe at least five of them were blocked at some point by Hunter Drew. <laughs> he yeah he's kind of like defenseman right wing like he's kind of one of those he has played defense he has played forward i could see him playing defense in the national hockey league but i could also see him being a quality fourth line guy for the anaheim ducks and i would not mind seeing hunter drew getting called up by the ducks this season because the ducks have their own problems with that fourth line as i've talked about on my podcast hunter drew so far this season He's got 22 points in 39 games. That's a big improvement. And he's still young. He just turned 23. So I don't see any reason why the Ducks wouldn't call him up. But you seemed impressed by Hunter Drew on this game as well. 
Yeah, for sure. And I wish that the AHL tracked ice time uh, because and I understand why they don't because it's a massively time consuming thing to do. But I feel like he every time I I looked at the looked at the game, he was on the ice, and then I would look down at my phone or whatever, and I would look up, and he'd be getting back on the ice. And I feel like you know I would not be surprised to see if he played upwards of 24, 25 minutes in that game, uh, which is not necessarily ideal. I have lots of thoughts about uh, defensive ice time and load management, but if you're playing a guy 25 minutes, then clearly you trust him, and clearly he's capable of doing that. So, yeah. He, well, I mean, he's, he's playing right he really now as a forward. Him. He's playing right now as a forward, so he's used to those heavy defenseman minutes as it is. Which I, I can speak for making the transition from defense to forward. Some players are very good at that. We've seen that, and every team does this, where they have that one guy where you say, oh, he's a decent defenseman, but let's let's put him out forward. Let's see what happens. I know the Kings have done this. The Ducks have done this. <laughs> Maybe this is that guy for the Ducks. Maybe he can provide some quality minutes. And I, I'm on the Hunter Drew train, personally. I want to see him get called up at some point. He's young. He's got some good speed on him, and he can score. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you've been yelling all season. Let the kids play. And what? Oh my the, god! <laughs> what do the Ducks have to lose at this point? You know, a playoff spot. I'm kidding. Games. Yeah, let the kids play. Let this guy play for sure. Thank you, Jay. I I almost forgot that I was gonna say that at some point, and I almost <laughs> forgot. Yeah, so I'm I'm shocked the goals didn't get any points out of this series because they looked good on Sunday. It was right freaking there. They just didn't get many shots on goal because both teams were blocking like crazy. But that's the way it goes sometimes, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I do think... I hate to criticize a goalie. It goes against everything in my being. I do wonder if Luka Dostal had started this game whether the rain would have managed to pull off the win. I think because if, it was I think if Luca starts this game, he remembered what happened the previous day. During warm-ups, he looked focused. He had this look like, ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust one, you know? <laughs> like like <laughs> he looked ready. But for some reason just didn't start. I'm like, okay, I get it's a back to back and you don't start him. But you know, that, that's just where I am with this. He could have started. He could have, and he didn't. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Matt Valalta played both games, so they definitely could have put Luka Dostal in for both games. Although maybe they value not killing their goalie with too many minutes early in the season. I mean, you're right. Dost, I mean, Valalta did play both games, and he won both games. Dostal could have played that second game too, but, you know, whatever. The goal's... Had a day. Oh no, I take it back. The goals didn't play again this week. Oh gosh darn. I'm 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 done being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was sarcasm. I couldn't tell. You you sounded so genuine. <laughs> I think most Ducks fans didn't realize this months ago, but I think as you hear more of this podcast, you can tell I'm a little tongue-in-cheek at times. More than a little bit. So we have a trivia question. To bring, oh, uh, just to wrap it up. Rain won both games four to three. Rain take four points. Goals take zero points. Coming up 
this week, the goals have some important games because they're barely hanging on to that final playoff spot and the upcoming schedule for the goals. They've got a pretty tough schedule up ahead just to break it down for the goals fans tomorrow against Henderson Saturday against Henderson, then March 2nd against the Colorado Eagles. Then March 4th and 5th also against the Colorado Eagles. These are, this is a tough road trip for San Diego to take because Henderson, as you've seen is very good. And so is Colorado. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Is San Diego in danger of losing their spot altogether? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? All right. Fair enough. No, I think, yeah, it'll be it'll be a tough, tough week for them. But yeah, I, that's for sure. I believe in them and their ability to finish higher than eighth in the division. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they'll finish higher than eighth in the division. All right. So. Let's talk some trivia. This isn't goals related, but this is rain related. So I will say the question one more time because you said it the first time. So I'll say it the second time. Here's the question that was asked before the break. And this was a fun one. How many games this season have all three of TJ Tynan, Jarrett Anderson Dolan, and Martin Furk scored at least one point? And for a bonus point, what's the team's record when all three are on the score sheet? So, Jay, what is the answer to the first part of that question? How many games have all three scored at least a point? So I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with the rain have played, or that these three guys have played uh, 43 games together this season. Or it's I think it's actually less than that because some yeah, of them yeah they played have I think been... 30 games this together this season. Yeah, uh, of those games, they have recorded a. All three of them have recorded a point in fourteen of those games. That's disgusting. <laughs> which is a a third of the Reigns games in total. Not, however many games all three of those guys have been on the ice at the same time, because I believe all three of them have had stints with uh, yes, Los Angeles have. this season. Yes, they have. Um, All three have. And for the bonus point, the team's record when all three are on the score sheet. Jay, hit me with it. So I may have I may have counted this wrong, but I believe it is uh they are ten, three, and one. Oh, that is not what I have. <laughs> oh, what did you um, what did you get? Twelve one and one. They were 2-0 against San Diego. I know this because I was at one of those games over the weekend. <laughs> no, you are you are correct. I I miscounted. Yeah, 12-1-1. 2-0 against San Diego. 3-1 against the Abbotsford Canucks. 2-0 against San Jose. 2-0 against Tucson. 1-0 against Grand Rapids. Hey, Sarah was at that game. 1-0 against Henderson. 1-0-1 against the Stockton Heat. And just for a further bonus point, of those 14 games where all three scored, Jarrett Anderson Dolan had 20 points, Martin Furk had 25 points, and TJ Tynan had 30 points during that stretch. Yep. Just so there you go. That top line, man. MVP. 12 1 and 1. Yeah, it, it's sick. It's sick, <laughs> isn't it? 
<laughs> I mean, I'm having fun with it. I've, I have re, I have re-evaluated whether I want the Kings to call these three guys up. I have changed my mind because yeah, you're if they happy do all get it. called up, then the rain might just fall into the ocean, and the goals will be happy with that. Yes, but I would not. I would be out of a job. So, and yeah, so actually, it it wouldn't matter because the rain and goals don't play each other a whole lot coming up. In fact, their next game is Saturday, March twelfth. Apachanga yeah, Arena. they've played a ton this season. I think they've. I think this is that. I think they've had eight games. Yeah, they've had a this lot this season. So, and not Probably a whole lot. In fact, off. I'm I'm a little sad to report that these two teams only play each other four more times this season. Aw, oh. March twelfth, March twenty sixth, April thirteenth, and April fifteenth. Three of those games are at Pachanga Arena. So maybe things will turn around. Maybe. Yeah. It's it's a possibility. You never know. Yeah. Jay, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Where can the fine folks find you on the socials? Where can they find your podcast? Uh, so you can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. If you would like a kind of mishmash of Columbus Blue Jackets and Cleveland Monsters and Los Angeles Kings and Ontario Reign and whatever other hockey I happen to be watching when it's 1am and I can't sleep. You can find all my thoughts there. Uh, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets wherever you get your podcast if you are interested in the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I also co-host a podcast about the Cleveland Monsters of the AHL called Monsters Musings. I co-host that with Dina Weinheimer who is the Cleveland Monsters reporter for Field Pass Hockey, which is where I cover the Ontario Reign. So you can find all of my articles and thoughts over at FPH Reign on Twitter. And uh, you can find my written work at fieldpasshockey.com. So you feel like a monster? <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm leaving now. I'm hanging up now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, while he's leaving, I just want to thank you all for listening. Don't forget to make Locked On Ducks your first listen and make Locked On Blue Jackets your second listen of the day. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. And also, also, you could find me online. My Twitter account is at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Yeah, pretty much covers it. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, Jay. Really appreciate it. You are very welcome. Thanks for having me on. For Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night. Please continue to be safe out there. Please be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together. Caw, caw, caw.